Hey class, it's Marcy of School and Life, and I know that we are all in some way, shape, or form drained by the current state of affairs that especially includes the upcoming presidential election. The way that I've been keeping myself sane, as you know, is by keeping up with my yoga practice and my meditation practice. And I wanted to offer a very special exclusive access to some of the classes that I will be offering for the election. I will be offering four classes leading up to the election, through the election, and after the election, one, we're going to do a slow fall on Sunday. Two, we're going to do meditation Monday night on the night of the election so that you all can sleep peacefully. We're going to have a restorative practice. And then on Wednesday, we're going to do some stretching and some slow yoga just to relieve any tension that we may or may not be holding from the election. And you get exclusive access to all of it. So make sure that if you are listening to this episode the day that it drops, Check out our sh- our show. Check out our show notes so that you can click the link, get the access. The classes will be fifteen dollars a piece, but if you buy all four, you get five dollars off. Typically, they're going to be forty four dollars for everyone else that registers, but you get it for thirty nine dollars. So definitely check out the link, get registered, and join me for some yoga and some meditation to release the stress of the election. So make sure you head over to schoolandlifepod.com, check out the show notes so that you can get early access to all of those classes. Hey, this is Ashley. Hey, this is Marcy. And this is School and Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. Make sure you check out our website at schoolandlifepod. That's S-C-H-O-L-I-N, Life Pod. Every week on our website, we have show notes, uh, we have bios about us and other information you can learn about the show. We even have um, a way for you to learn strategies for um, school and life with us. Um, It's a freebie uh, that shares five strategies that help you school life a little better. So again, check out our website today. If you haven't been in a while, we've updated it and added some new things. So you'll definitely want to check it out at schoolandlifepod.com. So this week in Mentor Moment, it's hard to believe, but we are at the end of October and the last two months of the year are up on us. So what I want to remind you to do right now is to schedule some time off in November and December. I don't know about you all, but typically um, November and December can be high stress times, lots of family um, visiting and lots of uh, preparing for the holidays. I know that COVID-19 has slowed some of that for folks, and so they're not traveling as much, uh, but maybe you're preparing for gift giving or just need to relax, relate, and release. You know, we talked about rest a couple of weeks ago on the show, and you definitely need to lean into those vacation days that maybe you've been stacking up. Maybe you felt like, well, I don't need you to really take vacation because I'm not going anywhere, and those days are accruing. So I want to invite you right now, as you hear the sound of my voice, as a preacher would say, go ahead and go to your um, your works, you know, time off calendar or, you know, submit those days off and just take that time. You know, I recommend at least three days. Just go ahead and mark them off in November and December. Even if you do have days off for, you know, Thanksgiving or even if you do have days off for Christmas, go ahead and take a Wednesday, a random Wednesday off. Go ahead and take a Monday morning off. Just release yourself from work for some period of time over the next couple of months. And this is also for entrepreneurs um, and side hustlers that listen to the show. I know we have some of you and for you, maybe you just don't take days off, you know, it's grind mode, et cetera, et cetera. I really want to encourage you to just release a little bit 
of time uh, for yourself, not for going to a dentist appointment, not for doing something for someone else, but really for you spending time with you um, and go ahead and schedule that today. As a mentor, too often I see women burnt out, exhausted, and completely overwhelmed and not taking the time they need for themselves to really um, just rest. Um, and I really encourage you to prioritize that, particularly as we wrap up the end of the year. This week in I Digress, we are talking more about rest because both Marcy and I need a vacation. I too often feel like 2020 has taken a lot away from me. And one of the things that's taken is my, my ability to vacation. The Maldives are so away, far away from me. I can't get to Telcom like I want to. And so I thought we spent a little time in, I digress, Marcy, reminiscing um, and letting our listeners hear us talk about our best vacations, our worst vacations, uh, what makes a good vacation, what totally spoils a vacation for us, and our next big dream vacation. So I would definitely say the best vacation that I've probably ever taken, ooh, ooh, it's hard, but I would have to say that my 30th birthday, me and some girlfriends went to Greece for a week. Um, we went to Mykonos and uh, it was just everything. Black sand beaches, red sand beaches, white sand beaches, lots of champagne, the most beautiful Airbnb overlooking the city. I mean, it was just, it was just fabulous. Um, so relaxing, so much like high energy, so much girlfriend time, um, you know, just good vibes all around. I swear at the time that we went, um, I think the dollar was, um, really high at the time. So like me and my girlfriend was like six girls. We went out for a dinner. I'll never forget. Like we each had a bottle of wine. We each had uh, appetizer, entree, two desserts. And the total bill came out to like 130 US dollars. When I eat by me and my partner, sometimes we go out and we spend $130. Like, and you know, I only get one cocktail. So I was just like, I'll never forget that trip. It was just so good. Just so relaxing. Just enough like stuff to do but not like too much stuff to do, um, which for me always makes the best vacation. Um, and it was for my birthday. And so it just ended in like, you know, singing to me and like, you know, people affirming me and telling me how much they love me. And I'm just so grateful that I have that trip and that memory. It's definitely one of the best vacations I've ever been on. What about you, Marcy? What's your best vacation? It's hard to pick just one. Um, I love vacation. I love traveling. And I definitely agree. Like the overseas travel experience when it comes to like how much the dollar amount is and how much you can get for a dollar, it's actually pretty amazing. But I'm kind of debating between two. One, I would have to say hands down my wedding, um, Dominican Republic, like that was just a amazing experience for a variety of different reasons hands down like the best wedding I've ever been to um and so I would definitely say that that makes the top cut and then also when um I went to Universal Studios to Harry Potter World 
for my birthday uh, with just hubby and I. That was such a phenomenal experience. Like we spent, we dressed up, we did cosplay. Um, he got all into it as well. We had butter beer. We had all of these amazing Harry Potter experiences. And we really just did everything that I wanted to do. It's also a really great reason to have um, the best vacation ever. So I definitely think that those two make the top cut, but I've had some really amazing vacations in my life for sure. And I've had some pretty not so great ones <laughs> but for the most part I haven't had like horrible vacations I would say that one time I took a birthday trip to Vegas um and it was me and some girlfriends and then a hubby at the time boyfriend and one of his friends and first of all that was just not a great thing because of the imbalance of men to women and nobody else was coupled and things like that and just trying to balance um trying to spend time with my friends and trying to spend time with my partner and being like young and trying to figure that out and everybody wanting to do their own thing and I'm like but it's my birthday and then we were also trying to coordinate with another friend a group of friends who had come for someone else's birthday it was just a lot that was happening and if you can imagine like young women 25 ish age it was just a mess. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that it was the worst thing that ever happened, but I would say that if I could have planned it differently, there are certain things that I would have done differently for sure. Um, so yeah, that would probably, not the worst, but definitely one like, we could, let's think differently about this next time. And it's never happened <laughs> again. <laughs> what about you, Ashley? What is your worst vacation? Similar to you, like, it's not been like, you know, I remember reading, <laughs> I remember reading this, uh, like, expose with a girl who was like, I tried to live it up one year for Essence Festival, but my friends booked the Motel 6 and it was eight of us staying on there and I had to sleep on the floor. And I was like, oh my God. Um, but two stand out for me, and this is so embarrassing, but I'm gonna tell y'all the truth anyway. So one, um, I chased this dude that I was like, sort of kind of dating to New Orleans for a weekend. Um, New Orleans is one of my favorite places in the world. Love it. Like always want to be there. You know, it's just like the best time in the world. So um, we were sort of dating, which is, was problem number one. Like we weren't in a relationship. We were like talking or dating or whatever, but we were both dating other people, which is fine. But that means that like, you should never like be where he is out of town. Like, like, cause you y'all not together or whatever. So that was problem number one. And then like, I literally, he was there for a bachelor party and I just was like, um, oh, like me and my girlfriend gonna be in New Orleans at the same time. Now, mind you, my whole, like the whole vibe of like me going was like, oh, cause he was gonna be there. But also I was like going with my girlfriend and we we're just like gonna eat and chill and like hang out. So it was like fine. But then like, he and his friends were staying at some rinky-dink hotel and then like he wanted me to come over there but it was like four of them staying in a room and I was like oh I have my own room at like you know the crown plaza and it was just like I was just like oh like so then I realized literally on the trip that like we were like on different levels and like then I was like disgusted with him and I was like now I'm down in New Orleans which is again one of my favorite places never a bad place but I'm like I'm here and you trying to now you're trying to come to my room and like y'all in that little rinky dinky hotel and it just it just was a mess it was a mess and um we yeah it just like it just fell apart uh like you said like you kind of got to be on the same page with people and it wasn't on the same page because I learned that he was not as cool as I thought he was. Um, so that fell apart. 
And then there was a time when I lost my glasses in Mexico on a, uh, what do you call the, on a speedboat or whatever <laughs> in the water and had to have an eye exam in Mexico in Spanish. <laughs> I was not trying to read the letters because like a dummy, I wore my glasses on a speedboat. They definitely flew off into the bottom of the ocean and I did not have any backup um, lenses. And y'all don't know this, but I am legally, bl legally blind <laughs> without my glasses. So definitely was like trying to figure out how to get to the ATM. Cause I, of course I couldn't use my insurance. I had to pay for an eye exam. Cause they like my prescription was out of date. Like I had to have somebody go to my house, break into my house, find my prescription, thought I could use it. They were like, ma'am, this is the United States. We don't use uh, we don't use this in our country. You're going to have to get an eye exam here. Had to pay for it out of pocket, had to get some sketchy contact lenses like that were just their best guess based on my prescription, like from the quick, you know, I mean, it was, it was a mess. I did not like, I mean, it was fine. I mean, I was able to drink more, plenty of tequila and enjoy the rest of the weekend. I was there, but it was an absolute mess. I had to take a half a day out of the, like out of a weekend trip to go get an eye exam in the middle of Mexico. It was, ama it was amazingly ridiculous. So yeah, like don't wear your glasses on a speedboat or whatever. Um, it definitely fell apart. Um, but I think like some of that foolishness also makes for like a good vacation because I love like the perfect balance of like slightly planned with a few things to do and like also we don't have nothing to do we just gonna lay around like I love that like kind of perfect balance that feels good to me I love like having like maybe one or two things to do in each day but not every hour it's scheduled um because I, I like to have like a really good balance and that feels really nice um, I also like to travel with people that I actually care about to travel with if that makes sense um so like I like to travel with my partner because we have similar interests and we want to do similar things and I'm a little bit more adventurous than him so like I can kind of get him to do things um that like he would normally do and he usually was like willing to go along with it um and that's that's a good that feels good to me on a vacation like do different things or you know go places you would normally go um I also for me a good vacation is like getting to know the locals. Like, I don't want to be on a resort the whole time. I don't want to like, just be in a confined space the whole time. I really want to get to know people, spend time with people, um, especially if I'm international. Like, I just don't want to be in the Americanized whatever. Um, and for me, like a good balance of that makes for a good vacation. And I don't like to be rushed. Like, I want as few layovers as possible. I want plenty of travel time to the airport. Like, I just want to be at ease. It's how I live my life. It's even more of that on vacation. I don't want to be rushed. And that for me makes a really good vacation. What about you, Marcy? Like, what are the elements of like a good vacation? Yeah, I think I would have to agree with most of those. Um, one thing too that I would add is like just a straight flight. I don't like doing layovers and I know that's not always possible but that is definitely something that I'm like if I could just get there without having to get off the plane I don't care how many hours it is that is a great thing for me but definitely I like a balance of resting and exploring mostly resting um, sometimes doing a couple of activities but definitely nothing too labor intensive um love spending time with good people with good friends I don't think it has to be anything fancy but of course you know a nice first class flight with a, a beach resort and private views and things of that nature are always really good um, but I'm also super simple so I just like to get away and as long as it's something that 
is a way and is like personal and meaningful. Um, yeah, I really don't ask for too much for something to be a good vac- vacation. Um, and I think the opposite of that is just what would spoil the vacation for me, right? Like if y'all are trying to get me to do 50 million thousand things, I don't want to go. <laughs> like I'm not here for it. Um, just activities that are not appealing to everyone. Like now that I'm talking about it, I got seasick one time from being on um, a yacht, but in really choppy water and almost had like a panic attack. Like it was really awful because we were in the middle of nowhere and I was throwing up and I was sick. And I'm just like, there are certain things that, yeah, just are not fun. (laughs) So it's stuff like that. Like if I get really sick, that will probably spoil a vacation for me. Um, And then just people who, are not easygoing and kind of flowing and just in vacation mode. I feel like there is a mode that you tap into when you're on vacation. And so if you're like strict about X, Y, and Z or being mean to people because you're not even getting the food served the way that you want it or just being difficult all around and you can't switch over into vacation mode, that could really spoil a vacation for me. But as long as I get to go back to my room on my private balcony with my private jacuzzi, I'm generally fine. Uh, what totally spoils a vacation for you? So like I said, it is about the balance piece and nothing drives me more crazy than when like somebody wants a vacation, but they don't want to do anything. They literally want to sleep and stay in the room the whole time. Like if you wanted to do that, girl, you should have get you should have did a staycation. You should have left me out of it. Do not come on vacation with me and not want to do anything. You don't want to go nowhere. You're going to sleep till two. You're going to get up. You're going to complain it is too hot or too cold. You don't want to go outside. You, it, you don't like what you got on you the food too hot or too like oh my god like and then you want to like go to sleep at eight like no I can't do it we need to like connect and like you know kiki and have a good time and be out and about not all day not you know a non-stop but I did not come here to sleep uh because I can do that at home um, so I do want to like engage and connect with the people I'm traveling with and people who like don't want to engage and connect drive me nuts. Um, what else was it for me? I think like bad food, like bad food and too much American food. Like if I gotta eat at, if I have to eat something that I can eat in the States, especially if it's, um, international, like if I like gotta eat McDonald's for lunch or you talking about, oh, I don't eat this kind of food, that kind of thing. I don't have time for it. Um, I need you to be flexible and, you know, eating the, you know, with the local service, like it can't be too Americanized for me. I just don't like that. Um, and I, it like what spoils things for me too. the final thing is like, if I don't feel safe, like I really want to feel safe. I want to feel at ease. I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm, I'm on high alert. And so anything that feels like too dangerous and y'all know I'm a scaredy cat. So have, you know, anything feels too dangerous for me, but like, if you're like a super risk taker and you're like, let's jump off this cliff, let's go skydiving. Let's, oh, let's go with this dude. He said he could drive us there. Like what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not doing it. So anything that feels too risky where I wouldn't feel safe, um, would like cause discomfort and then like it's just gonna spoil the trip for me because now I feel like self-conscious about feeling scared or whatever and then I feel like that'll just like ruin the mood so I don't want to do that and you know 
one of the things that I love about New Orleans is that I've been so many times and like, I know the vibe, I know what I love, I know what I like, I have enough things that I want to do there. But you know, there's stuff, certain stuff, I'm like, Oh, I'm good. I don't need to do that. I don't need to go to the swamp, for example, again, Um, even though they have so many of them. Um, And like, I can visit that place again and again. I love it. Chicago is like that for me too. I lived there for a number of years. I love Chicago. I can go again and again. It's just, it's just the city. It's so vibey. It's just so much to do. Atlanta is like that for me. I love Atlanta. I can go to Atlanta any weekend and have a good time. Um, you know, Atlanta is just, it's chocolate city. You can't go wrong. Um, definitely can visit again and again. And DC, DC Metro, like just the most urban Blacks, <laughs> the most urban, the most well-educated Blacks. Um, they're so pretentious and I just love them. And I just, I love DC. And so, yeah, it, for me, it would be D- in the States, it would be DC, Atlanta, Chicago, and New Orleans, again and again, can go every weekend if I needed to. Um, And outside of the country, y'all can feel how y'all want to feel, but Cancun is a vibe. It's fun, it's cheap, and it's a good time. Y'all can be mad about it's played out or whatever. I don't care. Um, I love it. I love Cancun. So much fun. What about you, Marcy? Like, what place can you visit again and again? I think for me, it's probably any place with the beach. I just love sand. I love water. I love the ocean. Um, Jamaica has been, for a while, it was kind of a I go there every year kind of situation. Um, And so definitely could visit it over and over again and would. And if the world wasn't on fire, would probably have been there for the last couple of years as well. Um, But yeah, like I'm a water child. I love the water. Like you never wear glasses on jet skis, Ashley. And so I'm going to have to get that together. Um, but that is one of my favorite things to do. So I don't have any specific places where I'm like, oh, I just have to go back there except maybe Jamaica. But I definitely believe that as long as you have me at a beach, there isn't much that I would necessarily get away from. Um And honestly, like my next dream vacation, well, see, here's the thing. COVID shifted that a lot for me because I had big plans and dreams for vacations. But right now, my next vacation is just to go somewhere that feels safe. Like, I just want to go somewhere. I just want to get out of Georgia. Honestly, I would even go somewhere in Georgia. Right now, my bar is set so low for a dream vacation uh, just because so many of my plans were canceled this year. But if I had to come up with something, like, I really want to go to, like, a Fiji, um, like, some kind of tropical island that I haven't been to yet um so yeah if I had to pick something like that again it would be some kind of beach somewhere but right now like can we just get safe and be allowed to go into other countries and I would be happy what about you Ashley what is your next dream vacation I just want to do some bay traveling. I'm like very excited about like boo travels and just like exploring the world with him. Um, So anywhere where he would be, would be a dream vacation. Um, I really want to go to Telcom um, in Mexico. Um, I've heard great things. All the girls' pictures from there look cute. So I definitely want to go there. Um, And honestly, I'm so grateful to be able to say this, but like, all the places that I've ever wanted to go, I've been. And so I'm definitely one of those girls that's like, we can go back. Like I can totally go back to Madrid. 
I can totally go back to Greece. I don't ever got to go to um, London again um, <laughs> or Paris, I should say specifically. Um, I don't ever have to go back again. But, you know, like I've like had the great fortune of being able to travel. And so I'm like team, like, let me go to some of those places again. One place that I haven't been that I'd like to go, but I don't, I don't feel like no pressure or anything is um, Australia. I always wanted to go to Sydney and see the opera house. Um, I don't know why I don't even really listen to or like opera in any particular way, but it's just like a like all the pictures I've seen, it's just a beautiful place. And I like being in beautiful places. So I'd be excited about that opportunity. And we digress, but I have a fun activity for you. I invite you to journal around your dream vacation, journal around what it looks like, journal around who you would be with, journal around what you would do or what you wouldn't do, journal around how many naps you would take, journal around, journal around what you would eat. Um, I feel like it would be so much fun to just like riff on um, a dream vacation, like riff on what that would look like. Um, and then think about, you know, how you can safely get there. If that's a staycation in a ho local hotel, if that's kicking everybody out your house and creating it, you know, in your home, like whatever that looks like. Um, but like, don't let, don't sit on a dream, try to make it a reality in as safe a way as you can. And we digress. So next up is All Black Everything. Marcy, what do you have for us this week? So this week in All Black Everything, I want to just shout out a couple of things. The first thing is that Alvin Ailey is actually doing virtual a virtual performance for free, um, a free virtual season in actuality. And so, of course, if you don't know, Alvin Ailey is a dance theater um, that is centered on the African-American experience. And as all things that have been happening that are related to um, Broadway and theater and performances that has been cut off. And so they are allowing people to be able to have um, access to this season of works for their performances for free, which I think is really amazing as well. I would definitely encourage you to go ahead and make a donation um, to support the cause if you do engage, but they are going to be offering several works paying homage to six decades of, of Ailey's Revelations, which is one of their most popular pieces. They also have new pieces that are gonna be presented, including Testament, um, a modern day approach to Revelations. There is going to be an Alien Ellington program that has 14 ballets choreographed by Ailey during the career, um, during his career that honored Duke Ellington, um, a remake of Pod the Duke. So there's a lot happening with Alvin Ailey this season. And I would just encourage you to head over to their website, check out the experience. The season actually starts in December. And so you have plenty of time to gather your coins, get your calendar set to attend. Um, but I would definitely encourage you if you are a fan of the arts or if you're just a fan of all Black things, definitely check this out. I can't imagine that it won't be an amazing experience. Ashley, are you a fan of Alvin Ailey? Have you had an opportunity to see the show? Oh my gosh, like the like such a big fan. Um, like the work, um, his work has just been transformative to me. And I, I won't like pretend to be a huge like theater dance buff, but you know, I know an Alvin Ailey performance when I see one, you know what I'm saying? And um, it's just so moving and I definitely can see like just like a Saturday night and a glass of wine and Alba Ailey production like that's just gonna be that's gonna be glorious so I'm so excited to check it out Marcy where did you say again we could find it 
So if you go to alvinaley.org, that's A-L-V-I-N-A-I-L-E-Y.org, it has um, the all-access platform. It gives you all the information. It also gives you your ways to donate. Wonderful. Thanks so much for sharing that. Uh, and next up is TVT. And Marcy, that's yours again. You have a update about Regina King. And, you know, we're a fan. So I can't wait to hear what you have to share. Yeah, so you know, Regina King is out here getting all of her things. Um, and so I'm really excited. She is an Oscar winner and an Emmy winner. And she just came in to say that she is producing a show called Slay. It's actually a series that's in development with the CW Network. So I have very fond memories of watching shows on the CW. So really excited about that. Um, but it is being it is being um, described as a Black supernatural drama, which, of course, Regina King has been seen on the screen in Watchmen, which is what she just won the Emmy for. And she's been doing an amazing um, job in that role, which is also kind of a supernatural kind of situation. Um, and just she also has a lot of Oscar buzz for her feature directorial debut in One Night in Miami. So she is out here, like I said, just doing all the things and taking all of her things. But I'm really excited about the idea that she um, is creating a supernatural drama that is likely going to center on Black folks or queer folks. When I think about Slay, that's what I think of. Um, it's going to focus on Carson Jones, a bold, witty teenager with Afro puffs, leather boots, 70s cool, and thanks to her mother's ancient African bloodline, supernatural gifts, and the responsibility to use them to protect Virginia's historic triangle, one of the most haunted areas in the country from the forces of darkness. So look, y'all know this is right up my alley. This is the kind of thing that I really enjoy watching. And so there is no information about when it's going to come out, when it's going to be dropping. But as soon as I know the details, I will be sure to let y'all know. I mean, I can't imagine any more, anything more like Black Girl Magic, right? <laughs> ancestral lines of you know like of deep dark magic like that's that's powerful um and like for me Regina King is such a silent killer like like and maybe it's just because of the genres that she's really been blowing up in and I don't typically watch those genres but like you know you just like pop up and like oh yeah you know Regina King Emmy winning Oscar winning you know you know she's gonna have an EGOT soon like she out here Wow. That's, that's, that's wild. I mean, and you know, she's like a Carrie Washington to me too, like, a, you know, executive product, uh, producer, actress, you know, um, you know, she'd probably be doing the sound and light for her stuff too. I mean, it's just <laughs> like, you know, I love it. And I love just seeing black women do all the things and do it in their own way. Not just like the lane that they maybe were placed in. So maybe she was placed in the black girl actress, actress lane. And she's just slaying all the lanes. Like she's like, I'll take this too. And I'll take this and I'll do a little dab of this too. That's just like, it's amazing. Yeah, when I first learned that she played both the voices of Riley and Huey on Boondocks, I was just like, oh, so like, just sold, right? She has been slaying, no pun intended, but literally has been slaying the game for years and years and years in a variety of different ways. And so I'm excited to be seeing her getting all of her things and can't wait to continue to support. Indeed. <laughs> Thanks, Marcy. So that wraps up this week's episode. Only do you want to do another drop for the, okay. You want me to do it? Okay. So I'll just edit this part out. 
So class, just as a reminder, before we get out of here, make sure you check out schoolandlifepod.com. Check out the episode notes to get early access only if you're listening for today. If you listen on Wednesday, you're going to miss your early access and your $5 discount. So this is for the super early students that sit in the front of class. You'll get a four class package for $39, whereas the regular price is $44. Shout out to Obama. Check out the website, get the early access, and I look forward to seeing you the week of election. Yes. And you can get those at schoolonlifepod.com. They will be in the show notes, click on the show notes, and you'll see a link from them for them there. Um, I am so excited um, to support Marcy in this new venture. Marcy, these are virtual, right? I just made that assumption. Oh, yes. They are all virtual, girl. COVID is a real thing. She is alive and well. So we will be all up in Zoom. Okay, very good. That's what I like absolutely assumed, but I'm just like, if the girls are like, I'm not in Atlanta, I want to go, right? Like, so definitely you absolutely will be virtual and you will be safe. You don't even have to wear your mask at home. Um, You need to relax, relate and release. So um, absolutely grab your ticket, Marcy. I am so proud of you. I'm so excited for you. Thank you for providing and holding space for us Black girls. This is amazing. And like, you are doing the work, God's work your work. So thank you for that. And congratulations. So excited for you. Grab your ticket at schoolandlifepod.com to this special uh, class um, just to come together in community and um, be well, right? Be well together. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Have an amazing week. School's out. Class dismissed.